Hi, I'm Jane. This is John. And welcome to... Yours, Mine, and the Crazy X. Hi, welcome to our first real full episode of our show. I wanted to start out just doing a check-in, see how things uh been going for us. So, uh, John... How was your weekend? Let's see. How was my weekend? I don't know. I guess we had a fun weekend. What can we go into? <laughs> the worst ever in <laughs> person. I don't know. What could we go into? <laughs> you don't know what you did this weekend? I don't know. What do we do? Did you have a nice, relaxing weekend? Oh, gosh. With no yeah. children? Yes. Right. We had no children. We were in Napa over the weekend on Saturday. Spent a whole day wine tasting. Drank a lot of wine. Had a good time. Spent it with uh, my uncle and his girlfriend. So we had a chance to unwind and really... Yeah, I don't know. Just kind of unwind. Our first free weekend without sports. Since... um... I can't remember when. <laughs> I know, right? And so uh, we're starting up another season, so we had to get in a weekend away. So we had fun. And um, you started a new job. Right, A yeah. better job. Yeah, I did. I started a new job. Uh, this is a big change for me. Um, I'm in the, uh, I don't know, what would you call it? Um, what field? You just changed departments, right. so not a totally new job, but yeah. it will be a lot less stress. A lot less stress, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a lot less crazy people that you have to deal with. Maybe. Yeah, a lot less paperwork. So I'm really excited about that. So we had a lot to celebrate this weekend, and it was really fun. We got some time to spend with each other and a little bit of time away from the kids, which is unusual for us. So we had a good time. Good. Had now a boring week at work. Another boring week. <laughs> I went from a super duper crazy stressful job to a job that's like so not stressful at all. So it's um a little different dealing with it. But I think I'll take no stress versus high stress. <laughs> or maybe there's a better balance in between. I'm not sure. I remember I was just I, I was joking with you that I'm glad to join your club where I'm not so stressed out. <laughs> you don't have to work a million hours a week. Which is nice. I'm really enjoying this. So I get to use my expertise and mind a little bit more than brute sweat every day, which is nice. So I can focus on other things. <laughs> Still in the right. child welfare arena. Right. Just yeah. a different specialty. That's right. So, that's good. Now we have energy to do our podcast. <laughs> we haven't had a lot of time at all. It's been <laughs> so terrible. So, we did our little intro and then we just keep meaning to get back to it and back to it. And life just like takes over. So, we're hoping that we can start recording regularly. We will be trying to become consistent, right? That's our hope. Absolutely. 
Good. So the next topic I wanted to talk about was um, since this is our first real episode, um, just to give a little bit more information about us as people. Um, we're trying to keep it somewhat anonymous, kind of as possible as we can. I realize there's no way to be perfect, but um, since our podcast does mainly deal with high conflict personalities, uh, one would assume that we should, you know, we're not naming any names. We're not trying to get ourselves in trouble with anyone, but we really just want to offer our story and support for others. So we're kind of going to try to keep it not super specific and give you some, you know, generalizations of things, but I don't think that would change any of our story whatsoever. So. But still, I think to give you guys a lot of insight, um, I think minus some of the minutia, the details of our lives, but I think we can still give a really good perspective, you know? Yeah. So, um, so what I did want to talk about, so we've been together almost 10 years. We've been married. All right, so we've been uh, together for a little while, but we kind of started out not so strong as we are now, but I think that that helped us become who we are today, actually, and uh, we did a lot of work in our marriage and a lot of work. We went and saw a therapist before we got married. Mm -hmm. We did, like, a lot of that, like, hard work because... We both came from, like, not the best upbringing. We didn't really have a good example of uh, what good ma- a good marriage would look like and what a healthy partner would look like and even how to be a healthy partner. So, um, so that was something that we did in the beginning of our relationship, which for you was a life-changing experience, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was totally life-changing. Yeah, I mean, it really, um, I don't know, it just changed my perspective on a lot of things. And um, I think it's really worked out for the better. We fall back, I think, sometimes on things we've learned that we learned in therapy. Mm -hmm. Right, I think, I mean. Yeah. So anyway, so um, that was kind of our thing. And when we got first got together, you claimed you never wanted to get married. You're super against marriage. I know, I was. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that I still recommend it, but... um, But not for that reason. (laughs) I just... uh, You're in context of family court, you mean. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, I just think... um, um, You need to be ready for the work, I mean. You know, but it's enjoyable. I think it's just uh, a different way. You know, um, 
for me, it's been a better way. For me and the kids and all of us. Yeah, I think when you get married, your focus becomes more like, even though I was a single mom for like a long time, um, I don't know, more of your family when you're a single mom, you're, I feel like you're just, you're just working so hard trying to like do it all and try to be the perfect parent, like even though there is no such thing, that um, you're just exhausted all the time. But like when you're, when you have a partner, husband, wife, partner, whatever, um, you have someone to like share the load with you. So I feel like you can enjoy things a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, you, when the good times are there, we, we enjoy it together. And then we lean on each other when, you know, we're each facing hard things. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so that's a little bit of information about us a little more than we had before. So, um, some other information, um, me personally, I have three kids, two of them are already grown. And then, um, I have a daughter that's a teenager. Um, so, and then I have, uh, my oldest dad is different than my middle and then youngest child. So, um, I mean, I had a little bit of issue here and there, maybe with my oldest son's dad, but like pretty harmless kind of from what you're going through. But I guess I should realize that because I'm the woman, my experience in family court maybe is different. But, I mean, I know there's a lot of women that get screwed over in family court, too, so. Uh, just my personal experience, being the woman. Um, yeah. So, what about you, your kids? Yeah, my kids. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, we, we are a blended family, and I think there's a lot that goes along with that. Um, but, yeah, my kids, I have a boy and a girl. My daughter is 15, and uh, my son is 11 he's going to be 12 soon um so uh, yeah i mean i've got kids you've got kids right yep so um <laughs> you're so hard to talk to, to sometimes gosh um, what, what topic were we on again? <laughs> so anything else you want to share about your kids and your experience with that? Like, Right, yeah. I mean, let's see. Well, pretty much both of my kids are, I have, you know, two different mothers with each child. Um, What's interesting about my daughter is I didn't meet her until she was two, which was not a great experience. Um, you know, so now I've just, um, up until now, I don't know if we should go all the way back, but uh, ever since I've had my son, it's been a challenge uh, with his mom up until right now, but, you know, what I think has been great is uh so in my experience it's kind of actually been weird when i came into the picture you actually had a good relationship with your daughter's mother and a 
I don't, I don't know if I could say even high conflict, but you definitely got screwed in court and didn't have a good custody arrangement. And you kind of just did whatever to make her happy so that you could see your son without the least amount of drama as possible. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was like that for for both of my kids, really. I just, you know, really wanted to avoid any conflict or just, you know, drama basically making things more difficult. But, you know, I started to realize that it was harming me to not go for what it was that I needed, what my kids needed, you know, just really trying to get into a better situation. I mean, it just, it, it just, it's not, it doesn't work when things are dictated to you and you don't have equal access to children like the other parent does <laughs> you know right so um anyway so then um i came into the picture your son was um like two almost three yeah yeah and um your custody schedule was terrible but like it was also a crazy time in your life so i don't really know that you could have done more time back then than you had i don't know um you were just busy with like work and school and stuff so yeah i think well when my son was born i mean i was really um yeah i was super busy just like really focused on school and work and um you know just not really fully figured out how what really is needed to really be there 100% for a child, I think. Um, you know, I mean, I was kind of a new dad and just, you know, at that point I really wasn't wanting a child, but I started to, you know, as soon as I had had him, that was it. I just, you know, really wanted to be there for him. You know, so I started doing what I could, but then after a while I just started to realize I just couldn't function you know, with the kind of life I wanted to lead and where I wanted to go in life and still maintain a relationship with my children in a functional way, right? I don't know. I don't know what that means, but... Um, <laughs> Healthy somehow way. So then, um, when I came into the picture, then after you moved in with me, then you were able to sort of have more of like a normal, stable life for your kids, right? Yeah. And so then things just progressed as we got more serious. Mm -hmm. Then we kind of took a look and we decided like, hey, you could actually have your kids, you know? Like I had my kids, they were younger then too, so there was kids in the house and... You were, right. like, a family already, and so it seemed weird that, like, your kids weren't, like, a regular part of our lives, kind of like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, so anyway, so then you started getting your kids more, and then, um, we were super close, actually, with your daughter for the, for a long time, and then I don't really know what happened, but when she got to be, like, nine, ten, things kind of just changed for the worse. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I still don't even really understand 
like why personally I don't really know it was like a switch almost like overnight it was weird um yeah it was like a switch went off right it was weird right mm-hmm. like it just happened like one day like all of a sudden you were evil and mm-hmm. you were bad you know like I've always been that way with my son but um you know I was able to keep things cool I think I mean I think I always knew she was unstable but um I think I did my best to are you talking about her mom yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're just like jumping all over. What are you talking I mean, about? I don't know. <laughs> that anyway. was like out of left field. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> anyway, it's a challenge. I don't know. It's so, um, yeah. So anyway, so we we had it really good for a while. We all worked together and we all were like friendly and got along and um, that was really awesome. And then it was just your son's mom that was difficult to deal with, but. Um, and then once your life kind of got stable and you were done with school and you tried to go to court and get more time yeah. with your son. And that was like okay for a little bit, I think. The first round of your court was okay. I think you got what whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been nice to have 50-50, but, like, at the time, I don't really think, like, it's not as popular as it was today. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Well, when you f- actually, well, I should say, mm-hmm. when you actually very first went to court was when he was little, a baby, so. Right. But I yeah. meant, like, your first go-around at court when I came in, after I came into the picture. I will say, though, I mean, from day one, I always really felt like I got, I got a raw deal almost every time, you know, um. I think I've only prevailed a couple times, which is what I have until today. Yeah, interestingly enough. Um, yeah, I've been able to get one written agreement with uh, my son's mom years ago when he was a baby. And I still operate to that on that same agreement. No, you don't. Oh, right, that's right. We altered it once. Wasn't a baby. Near a baby, right? Mm-mm. Probably. It was like, he was probably like five or six oh. when you got that court order. Okay. Yeah. And we've tried changing it several times since then and Yeah. Never budge. Even when we moved far away. They still never budged and they still kept your every other weekend schedule. While I lived out of state. While we lived out of state. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> you did so much flying back and forth and anyway, it's a different story. But uh anyways, that's just a little bit of you know, research, a uh, little bit of, um, not research, background. And um, so we have now two high-conflict exes. Right. Yeah, they, they've joined forces, unfortunately. So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm not sure which yeah. one is worse, to be honest. They're both difficult in different ways. Yeah. You know, like your daughter's mom wants to just financially destroy you. Um, and then your son's mom just wants to keep your son away from you somehow, or I don't even know, whatever she's trying to do. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's quite interesting. (laughs) It's definitely not, um, enjoyable. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so then you're dealing with that, right? Like crazy court processes, uh, alienation. You spoke to that. Um, I mean, I haven't seen your daughter in uh, years. I don't. It's been over a couple of years now. Right? I don't know, even know when. I don't remember. Which is really heartbreaking, but yeah. um, 
I can talk about that at a different time, but I just kind of wanted to give generalities of sort of on our history and about our kids and the exes and sort of like the craziness that we go through. Right. So that's a little bit of history. Um, but then you're also going to try to adopt my daughter, which try, I'm sure it will 100% go through. But so that's another thing that we're throwing in the mix. So we um, will experience sort of all around every single process of court by the time we're done with that. Yeah. So, so that's mean, different court. So I think we're learning a lot. So we can really give you guys a lot of information, I think, which is why, again, I think this podcast is important for us not only to process things, but to really, again, I think um, there's not any corner of the court we're not going to cover. So... <laughs> right. I think we're going to know um, pretty much every step of the way. Yeah, so um, we'll talk, a, you know, a lot more in other episodes about, you know, many other topics about, you know, stuff like that. But um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is um, just generally when I talked a little bit in our intro about why I wanted to start the podcast, but something that I found really interesting was... Um, Whenever I would listen to podcasts with all of these experts that tell you how you should communicate, you should do this, don't do this, don't say this, say this, um, and then they talk in generalities about how this is how things happen in the courtroom. This is what happens with this. This is, you know, when you go into court, you should do this or things like that. And, um, I was just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And I thought uh, that would be great if the courtroom actually functioned the way that the courtroom was supposed to function. But so many of us know um, that that's not the way it works. So were you surprised when you went into the courtroom? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this so many times, right? I mean... You think a courtroom is supposed to be what it is, uh, you know, from the outside looking in. But, you know, it's a very different story when you step into it. Um, I don't know. I, I, we talked about it. It's like quicksand, right? I mean, but regardless of that, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know. It's lawless, right? I mean, I don't, how else have we explained it? I mean, it's, it's the Wild West. I don't know. How would you explain Which that? is just crazy because, like, okay, so if you're on the w winning end or your lawyer is the corrupt lawyer who wants to work with the corrupt judge, you don't really see things like that. And you might not even know what's going on behind the scenes. You just win in court and you don't think anything of it. Um, but our court system here, like, I've seen so many court systems now. Um, the one thing that I think was positive about the pandemic was that courts went to Zoom or Teams or whatever they used and people started having a window into the courtrooms and people started recording things and so there's like so much coming out right now that I just almost feel vindicated that there's so much more other corruption out there that like I mean that's sad right but it's not just here I don't I mean sad super sad I, that sounds terrible that I would think that way but mm -hmm. I think the more that it gets exposed, the more that people can't 
hide it and the more that people talk about it and the more you know yeah i don't know i, I was just thinking like just you know when we've spoken about it it's difficult because you know i've seen these systems and i've seen you know how people you know complain oh you know um i think complaints seem to kind of fall on deaf ears sometimes about certainly about certain systems you know and i think um people when when you have that you start to overlook maybe genuine concerns you know so what i was talk to you about is that there are genuine concerns i see in these in this court system that i think the general public really should know about because i see it as a public threat i mean I, you know i think um if you by chance fall into this system you are facing something that is going to change your life and not most most likely not in a good way <laughs> so i don't know i mean I mean, I would assume that most people that would even try to look for our podcast and find us or anything would be in a similar situation to us, too. Like, two people that are just getting along great and everything worked out great for them because they're, you know, two rational people realizing they shouldn't waste their entire life savings on lawyers in a courtroom wouldn't probably listen to our podcast because it wouldn't be of interest to them. So I'm hoping that most people that listen sort of can commiserate, knows exactly what we're talking about. And while, you know, you may not think that the courthouse is maybe corrupt, but maybe you do see some injustices, perhaps, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know that people could really, I think that there's so many people out there that still believe that there's justice in this world. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't well, i don't want to discourage think, those yeah. people because that's you know a lot of hope I to mean, have but maybe there's justice in other courtrooms i, I don't know mm-hmm. not, not these ones not the ones i've been in that's all i can speak to um again i just uh i don't know what these are i mean i know what courtrooms are supposed to look like i've spent a lot of time in courts so you know i i know what's supposed to happen legally I know what judges are supposed to do, what they're not supposed to do. I definitely don't... I'm not used to them saying they're not going to follow the law on the record. So I'm definitely not used to that. That was shocking. (laughs) So, and that's just one of many things I've witnessed. So. All right, so... um... So anyway, that's another just broad background of why I wanted to start the podcast was um, just to talk about how things really are and maybe find a way to talk of things and how things really work in the real world. Yeah, just kind of give you guys a real... I'll give you, you my know. advice and, yeah. you know, I've read, I, I can't even tell you how many books I've read, to be honest, on this topic. It's almost like we're taking the slaps in the face for you. <laughs> I've read I'm gonna say probably like a hundred books what do you think and like countless articles I've watched countless YouTube videos I'm fascinated not obsessed fascinated with understanding how these people's minds work and so I'm fascinated with like learning about stories and hearing things from people and just like learning about all these topics about all the research that people have done Mm -hmm. I'm like it's fascinating to me. 
I really think I should have been like a detective or something. Or a therapist. Or a therapist, for I mean, sure. Our, our interests, our backgrounds are therapeutic, probably, I'd say, behavioral in nature, right? Right. Our interests. Right. Our behavior in nature, which um, that's another issue. Um, not only is there an absence of law, there's an absence of mental health awareness. Oh, yeah, totally. In these court systems, which mm-hmm. is brutally apparent, um, given my daughter's current state. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, the best that, interest standard of a child is not that that doesn't exist. And yeah, that's, that uh, doesn't exist. Yeah, that's just uh, I don't even know what they write that for. So, um, okay. So then my next topic is um, to talk about advice for dealing with a high conflict parent, because this is another area that like I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, I've read a lot of articles, I've read countless books on this topic. Because I genuinely want to do what's best and want to, like, take the advice of people that are experts in the field and people that have dealt with this. And, um, but I don't know that I find, I kind of have taken a collaborative approach, actually, and sort of combine things that, like, multiple people have said into one kind of approach. Yeah. I, I mean, I, again, I think it's like, uh, very few people I think are really able to understand what we're going through or what I'm going through. Very few. And I think, um, of those people, there's a mixture of competency and a lack of, right? So it's like hit or miss. Are you talking about like in the professional arena? I mean, we're talking about getting advice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think some people just don't know what they're talking about and some do but i think even less people know what we're dealing with well the interesting part i mean they claim they know yeah but then like they'll but then when you they'll say something oh just do this do this do this and this this so like you know we kind of one philosophy that we do is um we really try to like gray rock you can look gray rock up but um we also try to um there's this author named bill eddie it's like e-d-d-y but he works for the high conflict institute and he's written a million good books and the first book of his i ever read was called splitting and um that was a book that opened my eyes to what was going on so super good book um but anyway so he put out a book called biff it's called a brief informative focused or friendly friendly and firm brief, informative, friendly, and firm. So that's how his sort of philosophy is on dealing with these high conflict people. Um, and he has actually a book out. I think it's called like high conflict, how to deal with high conflict people in a court case or something like that. Um, I'm almost like, now that you're talking about it, I feel like there should be some more research on this. Like this would be a great PhD, you know? Right. I mean, there's so much to unravel here with this stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? So, but it's hard because I feel like every person you're dealing with is sort of different. Like, each one of your exes is a different kind of, I don't like to call people crazy, but just a little bit the mental health difficult is to different. deal with. Yeah. It's different. It's it's No two people are the same, right? Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, so, I feel like your approach even hmm. has to be kind of different with each kind of de- issues you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, but 
So we try to really just follow that philosophy. Really, um, though I'm I know it's working because it aggravates his exes like crazy. But oh yeah, they're always mad at me. We're, Gosh. We really only try to res- respond <laughs> when right, needed. Gosh, they're so vicious. Yeah, they're, you're always doing something wrong. Constantly. They're so. never happy with me. It's amazing. So that's sort of the approach that we take, right? Like we, we really look at a message and we're like, yeah. do we, is this relevant? Do we really need to respond to this? Mm-hmm. Is it emergency? Is my response even going to make a difference? The less I do, the worse they get, right? So, yeah. So that's sort of how we do that's it. That's my philosophy. It seems to work, right? I mean, it, it's helpful to not engage. Yeah, for sure. Which is great. For sure, because, you know, though I'm not a mental health professional and I cannot make diagnoses of people, I suspect there's a little bit of narcissistic personality disorder in both, if not some kind of other cluster B personality disorder. And so, you know, the way that you talk, treat them is you, like, deprive them of their narcissistic supply, which would be contact with you. Right. So the least amount of contact, which is what you always tried to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, I always, I think once we started picking up on that, um, it really made a big difference because I used to engage all the time. And then you start to realize it's a mistake. Yeah. You know, um, because you're just giving in to what they want, you know. So, you know, I always, my philosophy is I do the opposite of what they want because I already know what they want. Um, Right. So... I'm always one step ahead, so they're always upset. <laughs> well, and then now we discovered even more so why one of your exes is so crazy. So we're trying to use that to our advantage as well. But one of our other big rules is also, which interestingly enough, though, is how we discover her triggers. But we do not engage in uh, verbal communication. There's oh, right. No phone calls, no in-person conversations, no. Yeah. So these are just more tips for, like, a high-conflict ex. Oh, yeah. If you're in high-conflict, you've These got are to... definitely tips, like, you really need to follow. These yeah. are super important and something that even took us way too long to learn and ended up hurting our legal case a lot, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... That's probably, like, basics 101, right? Um, Don't engage. Among a bunch. Don't engage. Because we yeah. found that even if you're trying to be nice... The more information you give them, the more evidence you're giving them to twist and turn into their sick, twisted ways of thinking and make crazy accusations against you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just just offering just less information, you know, because when there's that back and forth, you know, well, especially if it's verbal, then it's they can just allege whatever they you said what they thought you said. Which mostly is incorrect or an outright lie. Um, so that's why documentation is best. Because emails and texts you can't alter. I mean, you know, who knows? But I mean, for the most part, emails are supposed to, you know, it's pretty black and white evidence. So, and it just, it keeps that distance too, you know. For sure, right? Because um, she's made accusations against you, Um of things you've said or done in person. Right, yeah. So that's definitely another reason why we suggest, like... And that's why they always want that in person. Yeah, they always... Which is always a problem. And she's always complaining that you won't talk to her. Yeah. 
Because you only tell her to call, to text or email you. <laughs> you would think if you didn't like somebody, you wouldn't want to speak to them. I don't. I don't understand. Wanna... You're you're the biggest you know piece of shit out there. But I mean, I'm trash. But your worst father ever. You're this. You're that. But yet somehow she wants contact with you all the time. Personal contact. Right? Yeah. To have a conversation for what? Mm-hmm. You know, all of that can be handled by text or email, obviously. Right. <laughs> I don't, it's their, you know, their supply. They need you always act supply. like you're heading into trial. I mean, yeah, so that's how, as so. it's, it's terrible as that sounds, with somebody that's really high conflict and loves going to court, <laughs> you yeah, really have to, every move you make is, assume you're going to be having, a judge is watching you on hidden camera, basically. Yeah, yeah everything like, you say and do, just know that's going to head into court, so. Yeah, and hopefully... Thankfully, your son is awesome, and he's not, like, a spy or a snitch or anything, but I could see your daughter being like that, for sure, if she yeah. were to ever be in our home, but, you know, she's not. That's another issue we, thankfully, don't have to worry about, though, because that does happen. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully, that's, well, not thankfully, but it's, um, I could see that as an issue right now for her. For sure. Oh, for her, yeah, for sure. And yeah. I'm just thankful that you don't have that issue with your son, but I'm saying some people yeah. could have that issue, right? So you always just have to be on your best behavior because any moment you do something wrong and it's the end of the world. Right. But, you know, there's always a double standard, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went through a lot of the um, kids have scratches and bumps and remember all that stuff? Oh, bites. Always, and um, there's always some email with 20 Clothes are dirty complaints. or fingernails aren't cut. All that stuff. You know. Haircuts. You're not allowed to get a haircut. haircut? What do you mean? Oh, I mean, That's I don't not know. Your it's responsibility. just always issues with something. Even though we try. She's yeah. brainwashed him that only she's allowed to cut his hair. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but there's always issues about something. Yeah, any, yeah something like... So anyway, so that's why like that we just ignore all that stuff. Yeah, we don't even just, respond. We now. don't even respond to any of it. Oh, that's another one. Selective response. Yeah, you don't respond to everything. You don't respond right away, even though I make that mistake here and there. Yeah, you, you definitely you really should never respond right away. Your life does yeah. not revolve around them, unless it's an emergency and the child is dying in the emergency room on the way in an ambulance, something like that nature. Wait a day. Yeah. Wait a day. There's nothing that really needs to be responded to, like, immediately. Yeah, we said at least, what, 48 hours? Or, or yeah, so, um, anyway, so that's, you know, communication. And I actually really think that communication um, should just be also centered only around the children when they get into these hissing matches, when it's more like you, 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 you. You just, like, try to weed through that stuff and ignore it and see if there's anything actually about the child in there that you should respond to. Otherwise, you just ignore everything. And trying to defend yourself, don't listen to anyone. Most of the experts will tell you this, too, though, that you have no need to defend yourself. They can make all these accusations against you. And believe me, we were super afraid of that, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, if you don't defend yourself... Then they're going to take it in front of the judge and the judge is going to believe them because you didn't defend yourself. Remember feeling that way. Mm -hmm. But then that doesn't really happen. Especially I find the more like nasty emails they send like that and the more that you just ignore them. First, you're not flaming the fire. You don't you want to make sure that you don't look like the high conflict one. 
Yeah, because you get taught, you get pulled in, uh, you know, and that's what ends up happening is from the outside you just see two crazy people fighting. And it's unfortunate because most of the time it's one or the other. I'm sure in some cases it's both, but unfortunately I think the perception is it's both in the cases where it's only one. Right. So you want to try to minimize that. I mean, I have seen a lot of people where I look, read through their text messages back that are like, they'll put them on a Facebook post or something and I'll read through them and I'm like, Ooh, you know, no, you can't say that. Oh, you, no, you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, no, don't, don't even respond. Like they're just baiting you. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, just, I think identifying, seeing their patterns and less is more. You never want to say more than like a few sentences unless there's something like you really need to explain. But uh, again, less is more. Yeah. <laughs> they have less to attack you with, the less you say. So, and and again, like, you know, our situations are unique. Obviously, if you guys are cool and you can get along, do whatever works for you. Don't listen to us. Yeah, hopefully that's the case because... Um... I mean, that's what's best, really. It really is what's best <laughs> for kids, you know. And I think early on, we really tried to, we really tried to get that across to both moms, right? I mean, oh, so many times we've tried. I mean, because of our understanding of mental so health. So many times we've tried. My, what my understanding is, what what's best for kids, you know, equal parents for in children's lives is really what's best for them, and and in a healthy way, not in, you know, we're not abusing each other as parents, you know, acting like fifth graders on a playground. You know, so, I mean, I really, it's just time to grow up, um, but, you know, <laughs> it's just still a challenge getting people to understand that and we really, really tried and it failed miserably mm-hmm. with both of them. So now it's just mental health. It's all my fault though. It's oh yeah, it's fault, all your fault. You it's know? all my fault. Yeah. Everything was perfect before I came in to the picture. <laughs> um, so another like thing I have to say is get um really good court orders oh right yeah like no gray area everything is very 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 specific don't leave anything up for agreement because the other person will never agree yeah high conflict is very obsessive right I'd say very Mm -hmm. obsessive personality uh you know they probably spend their entire day seven days a week studying this stuff you know Documenting every little thing, uh, you know, it's really annoying. <laughs> but it's, you know, something we've had to live with. Right. Or learn to live with. So, you know, that's something. And read your court order and read it again and read it again and read it again. Because there's, like, so many things in yours that, like, Yeah, I mean, any, any, anything that's left up to interpretation. The unfortunate thing is some of these orders, the way they're written, is... You know, these are two amicable people who could come to a, an agreement. Right. But that's just not the case. Um, that's, um, you know, that's impossible with these kind of people. So, right. You know, you really got to make sure your order doesn't have anything that requires any kind of agreement. That's a mistake. And everything needs to be spelled out very clearly, like it's for a, an eighth grader, right? For sure. Um, so that there's no room for twisting yeah. and turning and any kind of... Mm-hmm misinterpretation mm-hmm. and when you're like thinking of dates make sure you break out a calendar look at it like look at what you're agreeing to before you actually agree to it i think that for you like 
some of the stuff sucks in your court order because you just were wanted to agree. Actually, the court order, mostly the court order you have now is an agreement that you guys came to in court. Just you two, no lawyers. Right, no lawyers or... That's the only time you've ever been able to agree on anything. Yeah. No lawyers, imagine that. Yeah, no lawyers or a courtroom. I mean, it was with a judge, but it was outside. It was in like a mediation. So it wasn't an official courtroom. It was just a judge trying to work it out with us. Um, that seemed to work the best, you know, but this was early on. So really, I mean, the addition of lawyers and courtrooms made things worse. Mm-hmm, for sure. Which is um, which is what it's designed to do. Which is shocking that she didn't have a lawyer at that time, but yeah. I don't know what happened with that, because her lawyers are her best bud. Does everything for free, so you can imagine how often we're in court. Yeah, and, you know... Not even I, just court, but just, like, the email from the lawyer. Lawyer, emails from yeah. lawyer, 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 lawyer. And high conflict is high conflict is big money for the courts and the lawyers, right? Well, if you pay, she well, doesn't yeah. pay. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... So even more for her to be able to harass you? But some people do. Right, I know. But there's reasons why she doesn't pay. Right, I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Yeah. If your best buddy is not a lawyer... Yeah. Then you're paying and paying and paying and paying like we had to. Like, I had to, you had to. Yeah. And then so that was a disadvantage. Just racks up the attorney bills, and we're like, "Stop responding! Stop responding!" And they just keep responding, and we're like, "Okay, you're just feeding into their game, so you're and fired." Then we found out later that's a tactic. Yeah, it's totally a tactic. To rack up legal fees. Even though we told them stop responding. So be careful of that. So, um. Anyways, my other thing was um. To be sure that you get really good documentation. For me, I input everything in my Google Calendar, but some people keep notebooks, some people carry a journal around with them, so what, like, whatever works for you. I mean, some people put it in an Excel sheet, I don't know, whatever you do, but um, just make sure you are documenting, like, I, we have cameras, so we document drop-off times, pick-up times, we um, document all of that stuff. Um, cause she's made accusations at a drop off before that something happened and thank God we had the cameras. Oh, right. Yeah. There was that one incident. We just talked about it recently yeah. where she had come over the house and but this was my, um, I guess son's mother, uh, came to the house and you know, it was, uh, we had company and you know, my meeting with her was brief and unwanted let's just say, but I was polite and cordial and I, you know, once I felt the conversation was over, I said goodbye. She was just dropping him off. Yeah. You didn't even and have I, a conversation. I think she was still trying to say something, but I, I just closed the door. I said, have a nice day. And I closed the door. And then later it was this. Well, he's crying and you upset him so much yeah. and you slammed the door in my face. Yeah. And... The best was slam the door, but I had it all on video. <laughs> and then we, yeah. And then we had told her we had it on video, and then that just, you emailed that to know. her. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Here you go. Here's a video. Really? Yeah. So Still want to keep up with your lives? Yeah, I just showed her up right so, there. So documentation of everything. Another good tip. Uh, so turn your camera on. Another thing, though, document <laughs> everything, even if you think it's irrelevant, yeah. because we document now because of this came up in court. If uh, mom is late coming to an event, we document. If mom doesn't show up at an event, we document. If we're late for an event, you document. Like, you document every single thing. Um, I know it seems ridiculous, but 
when you're when you're dealing with a high conflict person that loves court, you best believe they're documenting every single little thing. So if you also don't document every single little thing, you're not prepared in court at all. And they look more credible because they have all this evidence. Right? So they must right. they must be telling the truth because they have all this ha- handwritten evidence as if that's truth, but the courts are stupid. Yeah, that's the other one is, you know, you can claim you have evidence without evidence. Yeah. And somehow it's believable. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something I didn't ever experience. Usually in a courtroom that I'm used to, you usually have to have physical evidence to no. say you have evidence. Right. No, they just but, make an accusation and somehow that's evidence of truth. Yeah, so that's, that's really unusual and um, really, uh, I don't know, not good. Right. So just document, 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 document. If the kid's sick, document. If you take their temperature, document. If you have a conversation with the person, document or record it. If you're in public, you can record. If you are in public, there is no uh, protection. There's no privacy. You can record freely. You do not have to tell anybody. Audio video too, right? Audio video. Because you have to imagine in today's day and age if you're in public you're on video somewhere that you you have no privacy i always do we always do we talk about that so you know again always operate as if you're on camera and always get your phone ready to record if needed if you're in the presence of the other person if they're high conflict i think you know recently we um I, i again like i said we've been together almost 10 years in 10 years I uh, have said five words to her, probably, right? Five words. Right, yeah. Um, Because I just, she's just been difficult and crazy and stuff ever since the very beginning. So I just don't choose to, you know, subject myself to that. Like, she's not my ex, so I don't care. And um, Which is a good idea. And, oh, for sure, because um, it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really necessary, so... Mm-hmm. If she was like cool and came at me cool from the very beginning, it would be completely different. But that's not the story. Right, yeah. So anyway, so we did have a conversation with her recently, and um, thankfully I was smart enough to voice record it. Yeah. Because I imagine that next time you're in court, that whole entire conversation will be twisted and turned into something completely different. Right. So, uh, we're getting that conversation transcribed. So. Yeah, another good example, right? <laughs> So always be ready to document, 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 document. Yeah, so basically don't have a verbal conversation unless you're going to record it. Right. For sure. And so... Um, so make sure they know ahead of time. Text, email only. That's it. Yeah. And don't let them argue with you. Just, no, I'm sorry. That's it. Uh, yeah. You just sent her an email or something yeah. and you're like, no more in-person conversations. We'll only be communicating by email or text. Right. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, she mostly abides by it, but, you know, you can well, tell. Well, because she knows you won't talk to her. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's tried a few times and you're like, whatever, what do you want? I know. I mean, honestly, the things that she tries to talk to you about in person, in my opinion, I would rather have via email or text anyways because, like, if he's sick, like, I want the details. I'm I'm not really paying attention because I already don't like you. So even if you sat there and right. tried to have a conversation with me about things, I'm not really listening to what you're saying. Right. And I might walk in the house and get distracted and not remember what you told me. Right? So if it had to do with the health and welfare of your child, why wouldn't you just email or text so that there's no 
misinterpretation or mm -hmm. forgetting the facts or whatever, right? Just yeah. to protect everybody, just put it in an email. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's a lot cleaner. And, you know, this way there's, like you're saying, no misinterpretation if it's about a medication or, you know, he bumped his elbow and there's a bump to, t you know, whatever. I mean, it's, usually, it's always something, right? That's good with a text or an email. And right? I want documentation of that. Yeah, that's another right. thing to take pictures of stuff. Pictures, 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 because they'll claim, oh, look stuff. at this. They came home from their dad's house all bruised. Yeah. Their shoes were had holes in them. Their clothes were dirty. I mean, honestly, we yeah. just try to pretend and make a fun game of it. Oh, cute. Ha <laughs> ha. Take a picture with dad. Ha <laughs> ha. Like, just a fun thing. It's not like we're, you know, subjecting the kids to torture. But, um. Yeah, it's good to keep track of stuff, to taking pictures. You know, like, we've had issues with. You know, if your kids are being sent over to you without, I mean, well, I've never gotten a bag, right? Oh, I never. Remember, I remember when you first heard, knew about that, that tripped you out. You're like, you don't get a bag? Even when he was a little baby, remember? I had to get all my stuff for both kids. All my own stuff. No, your home. daughter came with a bag. Oh, did she? Yeah. Okay. She packed a bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was interesting that but she... we did, but never my son, though. No, never. But you no. didn't even have him overnight. It wasn't much, though. You didn't have him yeah. overnight, so, I mean, it wasn't like you would really need to buy him stuff, right? But yeah. she still wouldn't provide. <clears throat> that was hard, right? I don't know what, how you did when he was a baby, because I wasn't around, but... But yeah, I don't think I mean, you left. She yeah. made you do your stupid visits at her house when he was a baby. Yeah, that was So all the supplies were there anyways. You didn't need right. supplies to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that was the most unusual. She would still do that if you could. Yeah. That's... I bet you she would still, even as a teen, almost a teenager, <laughs> she would still have you doing visits at her house. I know. Yeah, again, see how, why a judge would order that um, is really beyond me. They weren't. It wasn't ordered. It wasn't. It wasn't. She made it up and you just abided by it. Okay. To not cause a problem. It's been so long ago, I don't even remember. Yeah. And then I was like, you don't, you know, it's not here that you have to, I told you. I, I know. Like, and then remember it was like, I couldn't go out of county or I couldn't go out of the city. Oh Jesus. She made that up too. Yeah. I remember that. That was terrible. So you just did things. You were just like a doormat. You just wanted to ha see your kid. Yeah. And you just listen to whatever she told you. Well, once I got steamrolled, I mean, yeah. you know, once you get your ass kicked, I mean, you kind of just try to get along. But maybe, you know. But you see the damage that did, right? Yeah, I mean, but you got to just get along with what you got to do. I mean, I think at that point I was trying to finish school and I was worrying about work. I was working a lot. But, you know, at that point, I wasn't used to having a child as a priority. But once, you know, he became a priority, then I, everything changed. What do you mean? Once he got older? Yeah, I mean, just once I just realized I need to, like, you know. I mean, I think it was easier once I finished school, you know. Yeah. I was able to, like, <clears throat> be less busy and really take, you know, trying to be a good dad seriously, you know. Mm -hmm. But that be, like, my priority. Well, it's hard because, like, it's okay just to, like, be there kind of almost when they're little. But then once they grow up, you have to, like, put more effort into it. Yeah. Right? When yeah. they're little, you just hold them and feed them and play with them, and it doesn't take, like, a lot of effort, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when they get older, 
You have to interact with them. You have to, like, you know, say cool things to them. You have to... Yeah. Give them advice and parent them and discipline them. It's harder. Yeah, I think it's... And then, you know... But I think early on, though, I didn't realize how difficult things would get. (laughs) Trying to, you know, parent a child while not intact with someone. You thought that would be easy? Yeah, I don't think... I don't think I thought it would be this hard. Honestly. I mean, I think at that point... You knew her? You never... You didn't think she would be like this? No. Not this much. Neither of them. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you weren't thinking with your brain anyway, so... It wasn't like you were planning on having a family with them and it didn't work out. (laughs) That wasn't your experience, so I think that, that was different, too. You look for different things, I think, in a partner than... I don't know, maybe your wife would have, you would look for in a wife versus just like, you know, a girl. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. Things had to change. And... Thank God I came along. Yeah. <laughs> Things are great now, other than them. <laughs> other than them. <laughs> They're doing terribly. Um, so one of the things <laughs> I had also was how high conflict... Um, even just high conflict relationships, maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe how to word that exactly, but, um, what impact do you think that has then on the kids? Well, I I feel like it's, it's, it's a loss for them. You know, it's a loss for everybody because, you know, I've seen when, and I know others may have seen it when two parents aren't separated but they're able to work together where you know you have step parents showing up to games with each other everybody knows each other i know i mean i guess it's rare but i've seen it and i know that it's possible and you know i mean you know all the research and everything we've seen throughout the years you know that conflict it bleeds through even if you're trying to keep your kids away from it you know it's all the subtle stuff it's the body language it's the you know, the kids hearing stuff out in the distance, you know, I mean, high conflict has a lot of thorns, I think. <laughs> I always wonder I um, if he thinks it's weird that we don't talk to her. Oh, right. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day where, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, we never say anything to her other than that one. I think that's the only time he's seen us talk to her. Ever. Ever. A couple weekends ago for any length of time, you know, she'll come to events or we'll do things. I pretend like she doesn't exist. Me as well. We all, we, we just pretend she doesn't exist and try to ignore her as much as possible. And, you know, I don't know if he thinks it's weird, but. I know. I would think he would, but. I don't know. It's interesting, huh? We haven't really talked to him about it. Yeah. But that goes into. But then also. What you can talk to your kid about. Yeah, you're not, can't talk to your kid about anything, so. It's, you know. um, That's difficult as they get older and start asking questions. Because we're very conscious about disparaging other parents, right? We're not. Yeah, we never want to say anything. Yeah, but we're always accused of that. (laughs) Right. A lot of accusations. His mom's ruining her relationship with him all on her own. Lots of, lots of accusations and they ruin their own relationship. I don't have to do anything. She's already doing it. That's the way I see it. They start to self-implode is what we've noticed. The more you hurt your son and try to take his father away from him, the more you're hurting him. And he's going to see that someday, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But I'm kind of noticing 
staying out of the whirlwind of the uh, like the Tasmanian devil almost in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, staying out of that tornado kind of lets them self-destruct on their own. You don't get drugged down with them, mm-hmm. which I kind of like. I prefer. Right. Go be crazy over there. And yeah, just go be crazy and, you know, wrap yourself right out. There. Put your straight jacket on and have mm-hmm. a good time. Mm-hmm. Just stay away from me. I mean, and the kid. Yeah, and try not to hurt the kid. But unfortunately, what we're seeing is it is harming the kid. It kids. is harming the kid. It so. super is harming the kid. Well, I mean, again, I, I the high conflict with your, your daughter, the alienation stuff is a, a topic all on its own, but so 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 hurtful and so 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 harmful it's it's child abuse in my opinion and should be prosecuted as child abuse yeah we'll start talking more about alienation right because that's yeah um, that's a topic to explore for sure but in some ways it's like a dirty word but what is the other way that we heard the other day to refer to it as oh i wrote it down somewhere i'll find it difficulty i don't know it's some other way yeah it was something like interference and Difficulty or I don't know something like that. Has to do with sabotage, which is yeah, um, but it was like a different way to word it, so it sounded kind of cool. But um, because a lot of people are against the word alienation, so whatever word you want to use, the child refuses to have anything to do with us, and now the courts have made that legal. So yeah, and it's emotional abuse, right? It's completely emotional abuse. Um, but then again, then now I worry about abuse towards your son. So just to me, there's high conflict that you're just kind of a difficult person to deal with, but you're, you know, otherwise you're a decent parent and you know, you're just difficult to deal with whatever. Right. Um, but to me, there's another, it gets worse and worse and worse, depending on how much more high conflict that person is and how many more resources they have too. I think to create conflict in your life. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. Like, if they didn't have an attorney, yeah. they couldn't create so much conflict, right? Mm-hmm. They'd be kind of just, like, go over there and make your complaints and do whatever, but... Yeah, and, well, yeah, and so, you know, unfortunately, a good amount of money and a lawyer <laughs> can really cause a lot of damage with yeah. legal and financial attacks. For sure. Which is a, a mental health disorder. So, I mean, most high-conflict yeah. people then will engage with a high-conflict attorney and cost you lots of money this is all to me the on the effect on the kids like because they're high conflict they're not going to go on and get along with you so who do you think in the end who suffers and then they start to not follow court orders and then the child suffers and then so to me it's all about like what's best for the children in my opinion so you we know. can probably touch on this later but how domestic violence plays into all this for we, sure we touch that for later. sure yeah for sure to me domestic violence is it's it's um a broad topic nowadays it's you know not just when a husband hits his wife or something there's a lot more behind yeah. that now children can also be used as weapons yep for sure um so anyway so then um one other thing i think that for dealing with a high conflict person is um i would say for us having a strong marriage has been super important because I've seen these exes just take down marriages like nothing. Yeah, I mean, you could see how you could, this could, you know, how they can, right? I mean, it's just incessant attacks. I mean, it's just, you know, you know, I mean, it's really embarrassing. You know, it's really hard to have a relationship with people like this, you know? And that's where I really, um, 
Didn't want to torture anyone, but you know. Apparently, for some reason, you're up for the fight. I guess with me. <laughs> well, I don't think I knew the extent of it when I first got in the picture. I will say, um, but it's too late now. One thing that I discovered when we got married. I mean, I know we probably discussed this. Like, this is my last marriage. That I'm not getting divorced again. You're stuck with me, and we gotta just make it work. So. That's all you have to do, even though it sucks ass sometimes. But I think, you know, we would definitely work better as a team, you know, than if I were trying to do this on my own, you know? Mm-hmm. And you there's know. a lot, like... There's a lot to learn, a lot to just... There's a lot, like, you, as a... Me, the other partner, and, you know, I could be a husband or a wife, but there's so much you deal with, like, just the stress of it all that happens it causes in your life, in your finances, in, um, I, I don't know, like, I could see, I see sometimes jealousy between partners. Yeah. Like, if I was jealous of you spending time with your exes or your, you know what I mean? I could see some women struggling or men struggling with that. Mm-hmm. Um, just so many things that just could just destroy your marriage. And, and thankfully, thankfully. Our kids are all pretty amazing. Yeah. Besides your daughter. Oh, well. But yeah. it's not her fault. Um, but, so we don't have to deal with the crazy kids because I've seen some stories of some kids that are just off the hook. And that's what breaks up a marriage. Right. Where I feel like that could happen with my daughter for sure. Yeah. If she, if you because... got custody or if she spent time here or stuff like that, right? Because, yeah, she's not doing too well. So I could see where I'd be like, oh, no, now she's causing problems for me, for my kids, for my home. Mm-hmm. Like, at what point, I'm like, oof. Well, she was already starting to, so I think, you know, although it was, you know, I mean, it's tragic, mm-hmm. but, I mean, dealing with such a high-conflict person that just is really incessant, even even up to this point. Yeah, so. You know, yeah. So a strong marriage is super, super, super really important. important. Good communication. Yeah. Like really good communication. Um, just being supportive, I think, is important. And I don't know. We, we really... Um, well, we've both suffered effects, too. I mean, mental... Uh, oh, for sure. We we're both definitely traumatized. Yeah. Absolutely. Complex PTSD, stuff like that. Anxiety. Yeah. Depression is common. I mean... You know, a lot of people in high conflict, these high conflict situations, you know, they commit suicide or, you know, I mean, there's homicidal things that happen. And also, again, again, like there's so many things and I, that list is endless, to be honest, about things that make someone high conflict. Like your son's mom was following me in my car. Every time I would leave my house, there she was behind me, in front of me, around me. I'd go out to my car in the parking lot. There's her car in the parking lot. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, just these really, these high, just cause so much havoc in your life. Like, I never, I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel safe in my home. I didn't feel safe in my city. I didn't. That, like, caused me, like, so many problems. I never had anxiety. I never had panic attacks i never had any issues with any of that ever Mm -hmm. yeah it was like stalking behaviors you know 
And it was, you know, she'd be parked outside of our house for hours. So that's right in line with domestic violence behavior. So it's like that kind of stuff that just like wreaks havoc. Like I could have told him, screw you, I'm not dealing with this. This is not my problem. This is your problem. Yeah, and I think most people would. Yeah. But to me, I made I made that commitment. Yeah. And that's Taught why... Taught my kids to your kids to... Yeah, and that's you know. why you're great and really, you know, you need a partner like this to get through something like this. You know, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't... Uh, I mean, I'm sure you could do it on your own, but it definitely helps. It's hard. Yeah, Just to you, live you financially know. on your own when someone's taking all your money for child support. Well, that too, yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> just, you know, some people just don't have a choice, right? But yeah. It's definitely worth the fight, though. I think um, I think the important thing for me is not giving up, you know. Um, you know, you have to get, you have to become courageous. You have to become fearless. You have to get angry. And finding a way to channel it is the challenge. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when you have time with him, like... Oh, it's wonderful. He loves you. And it's worth it. You know, he loves you so much. Like, it's so, you know, cool to see that. And, again, part of another reason, it breaks my heart. Like, he loves you so much. You know, you're his, like, idol. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she would want to take that away from him, like, breaks my heart for him. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's really sad. Yeah. To me, that's another, you know, that's the effects on the kids. Like, what are you doing to him? That's extremely sad, you know, especially when you think about how many fatherless homes are out there. Yeah. I mean, it's an epidemic, you know, and people talk about that. It's real. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard, you know, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, there's parents who aren't so great on both sides of the aisle, I guess, but, you know, there's definitely a fatherless issue. Uh, Mm -hmm. that's significant for sure so if anything we should be you know cheering good fathers Mm -hmm. keeping them in the game and then um i wrote some uh ways to cope so these were just some things that i jotted down on um things that i think so one of the big things that i know that when we first got together that she was very adamant about trying to break us up now I know still that's still the case um, 10 years later, tw- 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 13, 12, 13 years later, still the case, apparently. Yeah, that was shocking to realize. <laughs> She's still jealous and, and everything's my fault. And um, it's even more frightening at this point. Apparently they would still be together if I wasn't in the picture. It's pretty frightening. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, very frightening. So when I realized that that was her goal, I was even more like I'm I'm a stubborn difficult person for sure. I will be called Karen at some point. Sorry, but I'm just very outspoken and I speak my mind and I don't really care if people like me or don't like me. It really doesn't bother me one way or the other. Um but I think that people deserve to know the truth. So, yeah. I think there's too much sugar coating in this world. I'm sorry to say that, but I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever you may think of me because I feel that way or whatever. Anyways, um, so I was very adamant that I was going to prove her wrong. And that was sort of like in the beginning, like how my thought process worked. Like, oh, you want to break us up? Oh, no. That's going to just give me even more fuel to make sure that it doesn't. I'm not giving you what you want. 
you're not going to make our life so difficult that I want to leave. That's yeah. not going to work. And I think that's why there still continues to be, you know, ups- I don't know why they're still upset. So upset because it hasn't. Because it hasn't worked. It's not worked no matter what they've thrown at me. And they've thrown a lot and they've been successful. Yeah, totally. So, you know, um, I've taken some pretty hard hits that I think, you know, uh, <laughs> could drive some people, you know. To not be in good places, but I'm holding it together because I know it's what is not best for them. You mm-hmm. know, I know it's what's best for me. Yeah. Because I'm determined to win at all costs. Uh, you know, no matter how much harm they do to me, I'm still going to win. And win being living a great, positive yeah. life with your children, or at least your son. Yeah, I mean, at this Fair point, enough. I love my children to the point where I'm going to go down swinging, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get some hits in if I can. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. So that's was sort of my fighting, you know, mantra. I'm not giving them what they want in the beginning. So um, one of my, my, my first thing is um, live your best life. Right. So yeah. to me, the more, the better you can succeed, the happier you can be, the more positive person you can be. Yeah, we just focus on getting better. The right? better relationship you have with your children, the more memories mm. you create with your children, just live your best life and just tell, you know, don't even think about them. And then that just shoves it in their face even more. Yeah. What's worse for them is being ignored. Oh, for sure. That's and, number and, one. And don't ignore a, them. Living a great life. And then living a great life. Don't let them see that they can hurt you. Don't let them see any emotion in you. Just yeah. live your best life. And you know what I learned for a while? Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. When my anxiety was so crazy and I couldn't even get out of bed and I didn't want to deal with the world, you fake it till you make it. And then actually after a while, it does really help. I hate to say that. Yeah, it does help. Yeah, I noticed that. So like, Mm -hmm. even if you have to plaster a smile on or pretend that everything's okay, you do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I guess as long as you're six feet above ground or what would you say? on the ground not sometimes when you're stuck in that misery just getting out and getting about and doing yeah. things makes you feel better yeah especially if you're with your kids yeah i think being with the kids really is where i get strength from and then um my other thing was documentation so for me documentation gives me peace of mind i know it sounds kind of weird man i'm a sick twisted person i don't know yeah uh, i like excel spreadsheets too so I know I'm weird. Um, like, it, it, like at least I know, like, okay, so I have this written down, I have this, I have this. You're not going to be, like, blindsided. Yeah, there's so many programs, too, right? Like, um, I mean, OFW and to keep track of things. And what's that other one that you found, the calendar that's thing? That's not, yeah, that's not documentation, but. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. some of those things help you with. You could, I guess. Uh, but for me, like that just helps me. And then I think also I, I have that it's a sense of control sort of like, yeah, I can control my environment. I can, can sort of like, cause they like to make everything so crazy and chaotic and hectic at least like I can write down their craziness and it seems that gives them, I'm in control then. I don't know. Like journaling? Kind of maybe. 
So that's. I think journaling is a good idea anyway. Oh yeah, Maybe totally. We, we read something on that. I love journaling. Or we saw something on that. Mm-hmm. We watch a lot of. Uh, I was trying to get my daughter to do journaling. <laughs> I was a total nerd when <laughs> I was in middle school and high school. I used to write the craziest stuff in my journal. Most of it wasn't even true. Mm-hmm. And I, as if somebody was going to read my journal and be impressed with the things I wrote. Like that's literally what my brain thought. <laughs> was that crazy <laughs> like what was i thinking <laughs> no one ever read my journals like why am i lying to myself i think it's still a good way to process for sure yeah so um and then i also have um support your partner so again like we just talked about we couldn't do this without each other for sure uh for sure um and then i also have uh don't do de- just don't deal with it Oh, yeah. Just if if you're not having a good day and you don't want to deal with it, just don't deal with it today. The world will not end. I promise. Yeah. Yeah, there's no urgency. I think just going about your day as much as you can. Especially like when you have the kids. I'm always like, don't even engage in any of that stuff. There's nothing that's more important right now than your time with your children. Yeah, because we started to see that too, behavior, right? Where it was like, there's so many behaviors of like... You get a flood of emails when you, when you, while you have your children. While, you know, like a probe of conflict while I have my kids, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to ruin your time with your children. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to sabotage. It's all sabotage related, right? It's always trying to like screw with you. So. Yeah. So keep, be mindful of that. Just don't, yeah. Just don't deal with it. Don't deal with it. You don't need to sometimes. And the other thing that we really find, and again, this is if you can afford it or if you can find someone that's willing to like help you out that just has like a bleeding heart and wants to just like help you, um, to have an attorney. I don't know about in the courtroom, but I will say an attorney has taken peace of mind for me, not having Mm -hmm. to deal with the crazy ranting and raving and all the emails from the other attorney and because you've had an attorney and not had an attorney. And I'm, I'm just like, and sometimes I'm like, let's just pay an attorney. So we don't have to deal with any of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm saying again, if you can afford it, if it's not going to be a financial burden on you, I'm just, this is just another one way to cope that that to me is like the stress is lifted off me having to get the message. The attorney deals with it, and I don't even have to think about it. Yeah, they, they're they almost like a buffer of behavior from the other side. And so, since they're not emotionally invested, I feel like they can't even call you and present it to you, even if your attorney calls and is like, hey, I got this email. It's not direct nastiness to you. Yeah. Your lawyer got the nastiness, and then right. they're just translating. Right. You know, which is probably easier to see or hear because, you know, after a certain period of time, we've been dealing with this over, what, a decade now? We just laugh now. Yeah, now it's to the point where... I'm like, wow, she's going to be a nasty bitch to you in the email. And we can call it every time. Attorney to attorney. She's just a total nasty bitch. She's unprofessional. She loses all sense of any sort of court professionalism, court integrity, any ethics. All out the window. And it's just... uh, Now we just laugh. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. God, you got one of those ranting and raving emails from the attorney, too? Yeah, which I never respond to. No. (laughs) so always my lawyer does so i mean it's good to just kind of dis disconnect again as much as you can if you can't afford it and again we didn't have an attorney for a long time and i don't and again finding the right attorney and i actually have zero advice on that 
because we've picked wrong attorneys before. Mm-hmm. And I, I really have no advice on that. I think if you've got something very low conflict, that you don't even you need, need an attorney. attorney. But if you've got a high conflict person, yeah, I don't. You may need to look for the best one you can find. Or that one of the other or attorneys who's in on the corruption. I, I don't know what the writing, but you had that yeah. and still kind of got screwed. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't well, have any advice Once on that. Once you find out about the corruption, it changes the whole ball game. Right. Because so now it's it's more about you know what you can pay for and who you know and. Yeah. Really so sad, having an but... attorney help field some of that communication to me is another way. Is just another coping mechanism, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then I said support groups. Oh right, yeah. Do support you groups. find like you have your like you know? Yeah, I've done support groups. I'd like to join another father one. Father stuff. I and... wouldn't mind even starting my own again or starting one. Mm-hmm. I really think they're extremely helpful if you're struggling with this. I've attended some groups when we. Um, you know, well, I've, I'll just say I've attended some and I found them to be really helpful just because just like this podcast, I think you start to run into other people who are going through very similar, if not the same thing you're going through, Right. which is really great because when you're going through something like this, you, it's easy to feel like you're alone because it's so unique. No one can relate to you. Family, friends have no clue. I've tried to go to family and friends, and I've realized that's a mistake uh, because they literally have no idea. Um, most people are lucky and don't get exposure to a family mm-hmm. court, but you know, if you're most the people are of the one, mindset, why can't you just get along, figure it out, do what's best for the child? Yeah, but if you end up in a family court, and it's, I'm like, that's it's, a great uh, idea and all, but you're, you're gonna you're throwing the dice, and good luck with what you get. I mean, yeah, I haven't been very pleased let's just say (laughs) so anyway so support groups there's a ton on facebook there's a ton you can like find some locally in areas but to me um having a really good support group um to go to that can understand what you're going through you you need someone that that has been through it kind of at least that can you commiserate maybe not to your extent because i mean sadly even though your situation sucks there's way worse way 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 worse yeah there is worse and there's so thank goodness better like you know for us it's terrible but it could be way 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 worse so i know that we're middle of the ground but it's still terrible to go it's still terrible i will say it's still terrible still terrible um and then the other thing i have is um don't take it personal their attacks are Mm. not personal their attacks usually if they could just shove a mirror in their face and read back to themselves what they emailed you that would be most accurate yeah, most of the allegations are actually stuff they do, right? Mm-hmm. You're a liar. And there is research this, about that, that, that narcissists yeah. like to project. Right. So, I mean... And it's all insecurity. Oh, it's all insecurity. It's And it's all insecurity. And, you know, I realize, like, for me, they hate me, but it, they would hate whoever was, yeah. was in my position. It's It's not me they hate. It's anybody that would be in my position. That would be your new wife, so. Right, yeah. So I don't really care. I don't take it personally. And my self-esteem and my importance is is really not based on the opinion of someone else like that to me. I have a good analogy. What? You're going to like this one. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. I heard this one. Uh-huh. It's uh, water off a duck's back. Right. That's like an old grandma saying, yes, that's like my things you like to make fun of me. Thank goodness. 
because I hung out with lots of old people when I was a kid. <laughs> so I know a lot of old people sing. So you got to get really good at that, which isn't always easy to do. It's not. It's super not. Believe me, it's really not. But you just got to get good at it. But, like, that's something that you just have to tell yourself, like, even if you repeat it to yourself 20 times. You've got to let go. You know, it's you not about you. It's not about you. It's you not about you. You have to let go of your ego um, and your inclination to retaliate. I feel like the entire court process, you have to but, let go of your ego. Yeah. Because there are so many things that we have to do that I'm like, I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to do that. You just always have to remember, do the opposite of what they're expecting you to do. Right. They're but expecting then, you to And then engage. the eternal would be like, oh, well, just do this. And I'm like, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. But that's my ego, right? That's maybe not what's best for the court case. It's not because the less material you give them, the better. Right. Or the more you look like you're trying to be the same cooperative one. Right. Yeah. The better, you look the better you look in court. Yeah, if you are a queen. Of course, but sometimes that's difficult. Like, I want to be like, no. Yeah, you want to... No, that's not in the court order. No, I'm not doing that. Right. No. Then you want to name but, call and you want to do all that stuff. but Because it feels good, but... I'm not saying name call, but... <laughs> Jesus, everyone knows not to do that. I know, I'm just kidding. I hope people know not to do that. Remember, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. So, just remember that. write every single email every single text as if you were writing to the judge remember that too I am joking I know (laughs) all good don't do that (laughs) my other thing I said was keep busy oh right sometimes if you're just like sitting around doing nothing like I mean I know we have crazy stressful jobs well we used to I should say and so sometimes you just want to like super chill I, I get that but sometimes you know if you're just sitting there in your mind and you're just your thoughts are just spinning and spinning and spinning and you're all just like, you know. Yeah, find interest, do things like we try to do outings. You know, we try. You know, we've got a garden. We've got other things. You know, we're trying to do other things. You know, whatever. Go on walks if you can. You know. Mm-hmm. Try to do some things that are gonna recharge you. Right. For the next battle. And then my also, my other thing was, um, this is what I keep telling you to do, <laughs> which you don't. <laughs> Set aside a certain time to respond or deal with your stuff with your exes or kids or whatever. Deal with my stuff? Like, you only should respond to emails. So you're not going to read their email as soon as it comes in. Right. Every Sunday at you know i only read them when i want to be angry that day yeah 9 p.m at night unless you want to be read the messages maybe sunday and thursday and that's it yeah we talk about creating maybe a different email i don't know i haven't done that yet but because it's it's triggering it's super triggering yeah especially if you've got even me when i hear your phone i'm all oh is that another fucking complaint what is that now that's one thing about the triggers is when you get a piece of mail with a lawyer's name on it or from yeah some courtroom you know i talked to um, well, <laughs> I see somebody and what I talk about is the triggers. Like when I get something in the mail, when I get a phone call, when I get a text message, when I read an email, it's triggering. I immediately feel my heart rate. And for <laughs> you, when you, uh, your trigger, you deal with it right away. My trigger is ignore it. Yeah. But either way, even if I wait, it still triggers me. Yeah. So it's like. So you just deal with it and then get get it over maybe with? Maybe try to deal with it all at once and then... That's what I'm saying. Wait another month. So maybe that's what I was saying, like, that would be a good idea, right? Yeah. Either create another email 
that only is for your exes. Right. Well, and that's the other issue, and again, why this leads back into domestic violence is it's consistent, it's continual, it doesn't stop. It's just, right. it's always something new, right? It's never, we never have a period of like six months, right, or nothing. We did recently, I will say, I maybe think. it was like eight months, maybe because of the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I the will say. The pandemic slowed things down, but now that things are opening up. Up until, well, your one, your, your daughter's mom and you were always going to fight about everything and just because that's all she cares about is money and. Yeah. I mean, other than that, you don't really have to deal with her at all. You just fight over money all the time, so whatever. Um, But for your son's mom, I thought things were going well for a while, right? I mean, he really hadn't had any issues except for the last few months. Yeah. Right? It was kind of quiet for a while. Yeah, it's been quiet. I mean, we always have, you know, annoyances here and there, but nothing like major, major. I don't yeah, ever true. expect it to be like quiet and calm. I, that's 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 not gonna happen. It only it, it it gets hotter during court times, right? Well, there's no court time though right now. Yeah. So how do you? How would she know that? How? Why would she? She's amping up right now, but it's oh, only true. gonna have to force you to take her to court. You're not. You yeah. don't have a. You're not going to court right now. I mean, it's not like you know you have a pending court date. Yeah, I mean, but it's just, you know, I'm thinking historical, oh. you know, just it goes in waves. She's weird, right? Yeah, so weird. Um, yeah. So, to me, that's, that's I think, a good way to cope if, if they're triggering or if you're getting all these harassing messages and harassing stuff and whatever, right? Stay busy. <laughs> um, just set aside a certain time. Um, my other thing is communication apps. So, do you... You are ordered that now to use um, OFW. Do you feel like that's helpful? For those who don't know what that is. Oh, our family wizard. Most people know what it is. Um, do you feel it's helpful? Yeah. So it's compared a, to one or the other, what do you think? So it is a communication app, and I think it is helpful. Supposedly the judge is supposed to read it, but I never get a sense the judges read them. No, supposedly the judge has access, but that's right. only if your judge actually gives a shit and could actually log in, but they never do. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, I guess it's somewhat helpful to separate it's not from like your in your email. Yeah, I think it's helpful to separate from your email. And it's but trackable. It, it probably would be as yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess it's more trackable. It's got the integrated calendar and there's a lot of bill stuff. You can see like when someone's read a message, you can see like, you can't delete anything, which is good and bad. Yeah. Like in the calendar feature, if they try to delete something or, or it says when it's added, like you can imagine for a high conflict person. So imagine you had to actually co-parent. It probably is a good thing for like bill tracking for me. Or if you had to co-parent with her. Right, yeah. You could put you know. stuff in a calendar and see it. You don't have to communicate. And then if they were trying to be all crazy and move stuff around and schedule stuff last minute, notify you last minute, it's all tracked. Right. Yeah, so I you guess... You could imagine you know. if she was, like, if you were trying to deal with her day-to-day and she was way more high conflict, how maybe it would right. be more helpful than an email. Yeah. It just, you know, it sucks. It's an additional expense, which... Mm-hmm. But then this is my... So this is my yeah. other suggestion right. is there's not just OFW... Yeah, there's a, there's, there's the a lot other of other versions. applications. There's one called AppClose. That one's free. It's A-P-P-C-L-O-S-E, AppClose. There's also um, Talking Parents. And uh, Talking Parents, 
I think the app is free and the online charges or the other way around. I can't remember. Um, but one of them's free. Um, but then if you do need to download the messages, I think you pay for that. Um, I think it's like four ninety five or something, and they'll send you a PDF of your messages. Hmm. Whereas, like for OFW, that's free. Right. But you do pay. Hmm. What is it now? One hundred twenty bucks a year. One twenty, yeah. And each party pays. Right. Yeah, so, so it's, well, um, I mean, it's just and then there's also some others. If you can really get along with your other person, you literally can just do like Google Calendar, Google Docs, Google, you know, email, whatever. Maybe that just depends again how it depends high on how high conflict. And you some know, people low, mid to high. We used to use Cozy a long use, time like, a ago. It's like C O Z I. If you really get along, <laughs> you can use that one. Um, and then there is also another one that somebody. There's a few that people are just still trying to create. Um, and I keep trying to like download some to try to really figure out if I like them. Um, but there was another one that I thought I got and it was kind of in the beta. I don't have it on my phone now, but so there's other, there's things you can do. I, I recommend them only to keep everything all in one spot because I find that my email just gets jammed and I miss important stuff all the time in my email. So I think that like, you know. Yeah, I think it's just a good way to separate things, too. To track it, to, like, you know, separate keep everybody the on their best behavior. Put all the drama on one little app. Mm-hmm. You know, and every time you want to, like, get pissed off or get some anxiety. Right. You go in and check everything out. <laughs> right. Sounds like a great idea. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds like a fun Saturday night. <laughs> just have two glasses of wine ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then my last thing was educate yourself. I do a lot of research, like a lot of research. And for some reason it's like cathartic. It really does help me to like understand more about it. Yeah. I mean, and ultimately really enjoy that. our goal would be. It's helpful for us, for me. <laughs> Cause I like it and you don't, and then I can educate no, I like you, it. right? <laughs> Give you I all like the, the like articles and. Yeah. Right. I like that you do all the reading for me. <laughs> And I'll just give you the highlights. Here, read this. This is really good. Hey, read this. It's like the cliff notes. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think <laughs> I would like for you to then... But I should read them. ...practice. So, do <clears throat> therapy for um, alienation. Yeah, I've definitely got a good I think that would it. be, in my opinion, the number one thing. Or any kind of, like, high-conflict court. Because uh, no professionals in our area, anyway... Or anyone that anyone could afford, I'm sure, deal with this. Yeah, we really found a lack of um, competent people. Yeah, lots of them. Lots of them. Really, they just, you know, they're hard to find, you know. Just because someone calls themselves a therapist doesn't mean they're any good. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what we found out many times, unfortunately. Yeah. So, definitely do your homework and, you know, choose wisely. (laughs) And do your research and interview people and don't just agree with whatever your ex wants because that's not necessarily going to be the best. Um, anyways, so. All right, well, I think we should wrap it up. We've um, been going a long time, but like I have said before, we could literally talk for hours and hours and hours. So this is just a normal thing for us, actually. Yeah, yeah. So we just want to, you know, opportunity here to include you guys in these colorful conversations. So So, I have a lot more on my list to talk about, but we'll save that for the next uh, episode. Yeah. So 
we hope you keep coming. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. So wanted to let everyone know we do have an Instagram account. It's yours, mine, and the crazy X. If you want to drop us an email, our email is yours, mine, and the crazy X at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.